0: You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand, exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app.
1: UTEP fans, it's time for Minor Talk with Adrian Broadus and Sal Montes. Minor Talk is presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens. Wind Supply El Paso. Locate your nearest champion dealer at windsupplyelpaso.com. And Keat Southwest. Leading the industry in precision metal stamping since 1958. Call into the show at 880-5763. Or tweet the show at 600-ESPN-EL-PASO on Twitter. Now, let's go live to the Lube & Go studios with your hosts, Adrian Bradas and Sal Montez.
0: That's it. It's over. Middle Tennessee defeats UTEP 66-59. Quarterfinal matchups of the Conference USA Tournament's it was a emotional roller coaster of a game. Oh man, my heart breaks for the UTEP fans out there. Uh, what a roller coaster ride of this one because Middle Tennessee dominated this game for uh, the majority of this one, and uh, you know they went into the half with a twenty five to twenty one lead. It was just gritty. It was back and forth. Middle Tennessee was without their uh, uh, you know second. Team all conference player in Josh Jefferson. He was out in this game. He was in crutches. Instead, it's the backcourt of Middle Tennessee. It's what they're able to do inside the paint. They just grind you out. Uh, You know, UTEP couldn't get anything going offensively up until the 15-minute mark. Then they started doing an open ball screen um, you know, set up offensively, and they got back into it. Defensively, UTEP was steady all night long. They forced a lot of great turnovers down the stretch, and I thought that's what really helped UTEP march back into this. And when UTEP came back, you kind of felt like, wow, this team is going to do it. It's it's kind of that magic right there. Mm-hmm. It's it's the spark that UTEP needed to finally come back. It was Sule Boom hitting shots after going O for whatever you know to start off this game. He surpasses Omega Harris on the ninth as the ninth uh, all time leading scorer in program history. He finishes out his possibly his UTEP career with those kinds of numbers right there and what he did today. Uh, you had Keontae Kennedy made some uh, make some late game buckets. Jamari Sibley draining a corner three to help propel the minors late in the game, but it wasn't enough. Middle Tennessee, just a quick stat for everybody to look at. Um, People wanted to talk about the fouls. I get it. I understand the refs, um, you know, in this one were very questionable. UTEP called for six fouls in the last five minutes of regulation. Middle Tennessee only called for one foul. Uh, Pivotal no call for goaltending. I know a lot of people were upset all all over social media, Uh, but the point is UTEP did not uh, prevail in this game. Heartbreaking loss for minor players in the locker room. You heard from head coach Joe Golding in the post game interview. uh, And I think that was more telling than what we saw today. I I mean, alluding to no postseason play for the minors, that they might lean that direction, not taking that postseason bid and focusing on recruiting. Alluding to possibly a new shaped roster, something that we were, I mean, you know, we were talking about. We didn't know if it was going to be a reality, but it looks like it could be a possibility if, in fact, People end up going into the transfer portal. I know there are a lot of, you know, split opinions about this from the UTEP fan base, but um, it's just the reality. The transfer portal season is upon us now. The time clicks right here. Uh, and it's UTEP going into uh the offseason with a little bit of uncertainty. There's so much and let me be clear about this. This was a successful season for UTEP by all means. 19 and 13 to finish out the year in year one of Joe Goldie. They hit so many different milestones all across the board. I think fans are sold on Joe Golding, media members are sold on Joe Golding, players are sold on Joe Golding. But again, when the transfer portal season comes around, it's decisions for these players made by not the players, not their coaches... Not, you know, it's the people around them. It could be their AAU coach. It could be a parent back home. It could be a friend of theirs who they trust with their business ventures. It's just the reality of college basketball, and it's the reality when you have a, you know, a first-year head coach with players that he didn't recruit. These are these are guys who come from the Rodney Terry cycle, and, uh, you know, for better or for worse, I, I'm with everybody who says that most of these players improved throughout this year. I think that this uh, men's basketball team uh, has uh, overachieved by all measures this season. But, you know, when you hit the offseason, there comes a lot of uncertainty. I'm not saying it's impossible that UTEP uh, will play in a postseason tournament if they get invited to the right one. Maybe they do. Maybe they do play postseason play and they run it back and they kind of get a bitter taste in their mouth um, after this Middle Tennessee loss. Who knows? But you, I think that this post-game interview – for head coach Joe Golding was very telling. You could just hear how tired he was after this season. I mean, it was a, an adversity-filled season with a lot of different things that ended up happening. I mean, remember at one point this season, this team was struggling, and I mean, it was at a it was kind of teetering at some points. I, I'm and you got to give a lot of credit for this team for rallying back. You look at how they lost three in a row, and they were nine and six, zero and two in conference play. Saturday, January eighth. Just over 500 at that point. And the miners were kind of wavering at that. They were teetering on different levels. Yet they were able to pick it up midway into the season without the likes of Keontae Kennedy. They get him back in the late part of the season and they surge. They have a great stretch of the, uh, to close out this year. And um, again, I call it a very successful season. I call it a promising season for year one. But in my eyes, I'm looking to the offseason. This is recruiting season for UTEP to go through. Uh, and I apologize. I- I'm mistaken. By January 6th, UTEP was 7-7. and They were 500. They were 0-2 in conference play. Point is, this team turned it around when it really mattered in the end. They won 19 games overall, flirted with 20 wins in the, in the first year of Joe Golding. That's a success in my book.
2: Yeah, and I think we got to see a lot of the uh, the groundwork being laid in that first season for for Coach Golding really to to have the guys buy in was huge because it seemed just about any game that the Miners were in uh, or or were were playing, you know, they had a legit chance to win the game. I mean, sure, there was some blowouts. uh, Don't get me wrong. I mean, the first game against Middle Tennessee, uh, Super Bowl Sunday (laughs) against Marshall. Shout out to Judy McLeod for setting that up. Uh, So many different games where where, uh, the Miners, you know, didn't really uh, find themselves in it. But aside from those, when you look at a large portion of these, they were they were successful in a lot of these close games and something that fans were, were looking forward to. I mean, we got to see them become a competitive team and then at certain points we got to see them win the games that they were supposed to win so a lot of progress from the beginning to the end.
0: Oh no doubt about it Sal eight eight zero five seven six three. 5763 that's our telephone number to get into the program we'll open up the phone lines right now uh, I know a lot of people have various opinions on this game on this season I know a lot of people are upset with the refs we'll get into all those different things and more I just want to leave everybody with two things real quick. On the postseason, on the transfer portal. Number one with the postseason. I think there are pros and cons for it. I'm not against it. I'm just telling you what I'm for, and I'm for UTEP turning the page, um, You know, having some finality to the season, like head coach Joe Golding said in the postgame interview, and turning their attention and focus to recruiting. Use all the momentum that they had right here in 19 wins, and go and get some good players out of the transfer portal to fill the roles that you need. So that's, number, that's at least where I stand on this. Minor fans are going to suggest that UTEP plays in postseason tournaments so that they could benefit, maybe for their own sake. Like, hey, you know, I'm a UTEP fan. I want to see this team progress in the CBI or the basketball classic. What's that going to do? No one remembers that. I'm sorry, but no one does. No one remembers those kinds of tournaments right there, and if you bow out early, then what's the point? And if you have players who are already with one foot out the door and leaving this program at at UTEP – What's the point? This was the window right here. This was their opportunity to have that postseason tournament. That's where I stand on this. Now, I'm not saying if UTEP does play postseason tournament that I'm against it. That's not what I'm saying at all. If UTEP ends up playing in that, they end up getting some revenue with it for ticket sales or it increases their brand by playing postseason basketball. If you're telling me everybody's coming back next year, sure. Why not? not? I'm not saying that I'm opposing it. I'm just telling you what I'm in favor of. And then my second point is the transfer portal. It comes for every basketball team across college basketball. It is college basketball free agency, like in the NFL, in baseball, in basketball, whatever it may be. It's free agency in college basketball, and that's what the transfer portal allows players to do. It's the one-time transfer rule where you could do that, or you could just apply for a waiver and be immediately eligible as long as your coach signs off on it. So I just want to caution everybody about this. I'm not saying it's going to be a mass exodus, but I'm not going to say that it's going to be the entire team coming back. I think that if you're UTEP right now, you you just try to build on the players that uh, are willing to come back, and you try to get the best players out there in the transfer portal.
2: And you know what too? let's say uh there there is a hit in the transfer portal. Do you still have in confidence in coach joe golding to to have whoever he brings in buy into the system? and that's really the first step to uh to having the team be competitive in general. I think the answer is yes. So yeah. e- even if the transfer porter hits UTEP pretty hard, who's to say that UTEP isn't uh benefiting from the transfer porter by guys seeing what UTEP did this season as well. So they it,
0: could definitely that could definitely happen. Y-
2: you know, coach uh you know, coaches can definitely use that to their advantage, but um yeah, it- it's just a matter of Who's coming? Who's going? But no matter what, uh, that's funny. I said it, it's just a matter, but no matter. Um, either way, though, Coach Joe Golding is still going to be with the Miners next year, and that's something that you can, uh, you know, you can have confidence in by having new guys or continued guys um, buy into that process again for next yeah, year. Yeah, that's
0: a, that's a great mentality to have there. So I, I agree with that completely. Eight eight zero five seven six three. I know we're going to get a ton of calls here on the show. Uh, let's get some tweets read real quick before we get to Kurt here, who's going to join us first on the show. Eric Fournier tweets the show, Joe Golding needs to work those refs. Obviously, goaltending, and he took those calls like a pansy. Oh, man, that's coming from Eric Fournier. That's a that's tough right there, man. Come on. Uh, Bryce Chauvin tweets the show, good season, Miners Fought hard tonight. Thank you all for a great season. Should have gotten a better shot on that last possession of regulation. The Golding era has just begun. Picks up. Bryce, real quick, on the late game situation, I get it. UTEP has to be better in late game management and uh, Joe Golding owned up to it. He said in the post game interview that he's taken all ownership for uh for this game and you know, he he called it you know he take he took responsibility after this loss
2: yeah and he said uh you know that's on him he's got to have his guys um you know be ready for i'm paraphrasing here but you know be ready for that situation and just execute a little bit better but at the end of the day though uh middle tennessee's led by conference usa coach of the year and we we got to see a team in middle tennessee who uh was able to execute down the stretch They, they know what to do and they're doing this without their best player as well they knew what the stakes were and somebody has to win the game.
0: No, you're exactly right on that, Sal. Let's keep things moving. Eight eight zero five seven six three. Kurt is joining us first on the phone lines. Kurt, good evening. What's going on? How you doing, guys? Doing fine, Kurt. How about you?
3: Oh, real good. Well, first of all, uh, I got a couple questions and uh, a great game tonight. I mean, I, I know it went the wrong way for us. The foul disparity was uh, not to, to our liking and sure. I don't agree with what happened there, but uh, uh, also this portal stuff. We are talking about uh, we're going to get heavy into it because I do believe we're going to lose some guys in this team. Yep. And uh, I, I was at the last home game, and I'm a senior ticket holder. take I talked to a few of these guys, and uh, knew, I mean, I talked to Boom, and he said he's going to give us some heartfelt. i think thinking about real hard to his heart. I asked Kennedy. He said, we're, we're going to make a run right now. He, he couldn't give me an answer. So I talked to the enemy. He said, he'll, he'll be back. So That's the, right. I think we're going to lose Kennedy and, and Boom. I don't know. They're on the fence, but those two guys – it's just so hard to say right now with all these kids making decisions and stuff. So, and the other big guys, I don't know what they're going to do. We just don't know anymore. What these kids think and different situations. But we have to get some some major uh, post players after the bigs uh, and get them in here that can play and not just sit on the bench and you know be tall. We we need the guys that can come play. And I hear be you, Kurt. Point guard. So so we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Hey, man, I appreciate the phone call. I appreciate all your support and listening to us here on Minor Talk all season long. Uh, you take care. Make sure to keep in, uh, tabs with us throughout the offseason. We'll be posting some podcasts and doing some fun things. So uh, great talking to you, Kurt, and really appreciate it again on the show. Eight eight zero five seven six three 5763 telephone number to get into the program, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Kurt referenced the season finale for the Miners and how he thought that, you know, uh, based off talking to Sule Boom and Keontae. Kennedy. After the game, he thinks those two players will leave. Here's my thoughts on this. There's a reason why Sule Boom, uh, you know, Titus Verhoeven, Keontae Kennedy were honored. On senior day, and you know Joe Golding uh, brushed it off and said, "Hey, they're just honoring the players who are graduating," which is it could be possible, but I don't really buy that. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I don't buy that. I think that those players were honored for a reason, and could be their last game in a UTep uniform. You you never know. I'm just you know we're kind of just speculating here. It's the last. Probably the last minor talk that we're going to do of the season. So uh, let's lay everything out there right now. Abe is going to join us next on the phones, Eight eight zero five seven six three Telephone number to get into the show. Abe, good evening. What's going on?
4: Good evening, guys. What's going on, Abe? No, just uh, what a heartbreaker. But what a wonderful season for, you know, Golding's first year here. Uh, we overachieved. Um. Commenting about today's game, I mean, uh, you know, we were watching it on the on the stadium, uh, and the commentators were—they kept stressing that Sule Boom had not scored, had not scored in the first half. Yep, but Sule Boom was doing all the other things—the assists, the passes, even a blocked shot, the steals and stuff—and then in the second half, he got into a groove and he came through. He's a great basketball player, and and he did. You know, just because he could have just, the whole team could have just put their head down and, and not competed in the second half.
0: And that's what they've done in years past, Abe. Let's be honest. When they're down with a big deficit, they just kind of put their heads down and they pack it up. And we've seen that especially in the conference tournament, but we did not see that today. They were down by as much as 12 points. They rallied back on an 18-4 to run. And you got to give credit to this team for fighting back like
4: that. Exactly. That That's the, the, that's the reason for the call. I wanted to point out on that. And also, also, I mean, yeah, that transfer portal, whatever. I just, I, I really in my heart feel that this team plays for their coach. And the point that I'm going at here, when, uh, when Holland got that, that tip in to win the game at the buzzer is okay. It was, I, I noticed this, that, the team didn't go and start hugging Hollins or no. They all rushed towards towards the bench and were looking for their coach. And I, I you know, it, if, if we can at least hold on to seventy percent of that, because yeah, I know we're only losing Hollins, right? Actually, as, as, yeah, as like King, right? like the yeah.
0: actual player. Before we come into all this speculation, yeah, the only ones that you're uh, actually losing is Alfred yeah, Hollins, exhausted eligibility, yeah.
4: Yeah. So uh, again, just wanted a uh, uh, um, great show that you guys always put on, uh, uh, you know, on the post game and everything. And uh, like as always, I, uh, what a heartbreaker it is. But hey, we'll be at the Don Haskins next season, and uh, go Miners, man.
0: Okay, appreciate the phone call. Thanks for weighing in, man. Uh, really appreciate you riding with us and uh, always appreciate your support here on Minor Talk. Uh, tune in. We're going to have some good stuff over the off season, so uh, we'll we'll have you there for that. We've got one line available, 880-5763. Minor Talk heating up right now. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. At 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. One of our favorites, he joins us next. You know him as Ronnie, and uh, you can check him out on Twitter, Chalk and Churn. Check out ChalkandChurn.com as well uh, for sports lines, uh, as well. Ronnie, what's going on? Good evening, man. Uh, this is one that minor fans thought that they had in the bag, but in, in the end, it was a heartbreaker.
5: Man,
6: this is exactly what I was talking about. The few times I've called in with UTEP not getting any easy offense and everything being so difficult and such a iso ball or me 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 ball uh if you watch it how middle tennessee state played there was cutting there was ball movement it wasn't pretty at times but they stayed with their system um the miners all season their system has been we're going to let keontae we're going to let boom and we're going to let uh jb kind of lead us to to the promised land tonight all those guys took 16 plus shots but i think you know they're hitting like five or six of them and uh it's going to be really hard to in the postseason, the playoffs. It's going to be really hard to win high-level games like that, man. It really like you have to have some type of continuity, some type of to shift that defense left and right. There were tons of times where the ball would go into the post and Titus or go into a guard, and the ball stayed on one side of the floor. You got to shift the defense. You know, you can't let guys lock in, load on you. Um, they still never really found a way all season to throw the ball ahead to create easy uh, offense on a uh, consistent basis. And tonight when they were getting pressed in the first half, you know, what were they doing? They're trying to dribble up to the sideline, to the coffin corner, turning it over, people getting their pockets picked, people throwing passes out of bounds. Um, It's unfortunate the season ended how it ended.
0: No, I understand, Ronnie. Now it's interesting because they they couldn't get anything going offensively for 25 minutes, and then they just did real simple ball screen. Like, and it kind of works sometimes, like that. You know, Keontae Kennedy floater where Zarek Onyema uh, had a nice right. pick and roll with him, and you know they actually stuck with Zarek, which was the wrong move. They didn't stay with uh, Keontae on that, and then he got, he got the nice layup. So it it was just like simple uh, ball screen. But why didn't they adjust earlier? Like I was expecting them right at. Of the half to adjust uh, in a big way, but instead they're they're jacking up threes. So I didn't like the game plan out of the first or out of the you know second half. And then um, you know I I didn't like the late game management. I again it's it's something that we've talked about over this over the the course of these closer games, and uh, late game management continues to be one of those things that the miners never really uh, had a firm grasp on as the year closed out.
6: Agreed, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say something, and I know that. The, the the fans, the viewers yourselves are probably going to be upset at me for saying this.
0: Oh come on, just, man! You you gonna, always gonna, give like, give the good controversy. Okay. We like this. Lay, come on.
6: I'm gonna I'm gonna lay this out there now. This isn't controversy, but I'm gonna tell you something. I'm actually a little bit worried for Utah basketball, and here's why. I've seen this in football a few times when teams overachieve in the coach's first year, and it's largely due to players he didn't recruit. Usually, when he starts to get his guys, there's. For everything that goes up must come down, Adrian. So, for a year that they overachieve, there's going to be a year that they underachieve. It just happens like that. It's just, that's just how it goes. And let me tell you something there were seven guys that scored tonight, five of them are Rodney Terry recruits. So, I don't think Rodney Terry gets enough praise for his ability to recruit at a high level. That's why Chris Beard paid him a million dollars to come recruit. But Joe Golding and fly. Look never, at that, how, take, how that ended I'll out. Look at how that ended out today. The, but you can't put that all on. You can't, like, like I said, he's paid to recruit. Beard is paid to coach the team. Okay, so you fair can't enough. Put that on terror, Fair enough. Right?
0: Okay. Like, I can I can agree with Golding
6: that. Has shown me I love Golding. He was the right pick for UTEP. But I'm going to tell you two things. He doesn't do well. He doesn't coach offense, which is why they have no offense. And he does not recruit well. And that's why I'm scared for UTEP basketball going forward. Because I can tell you right now, you're going to lose Boomer Kennedy. So now you got to go replace essentially your two best offensive players. And I don't care if it's portal. I don't care if it's JUCO. If you don't get the right kids, none of that's going to matter. Like, none of that's going to matter anyway, right? I, I agree with you, you there,
0: man, but nah. I, I, w- I won't go as far as saying he's not a good recruiter yet. He hasn't had a full year nah. to recruit. Like, you, you <laughs> haven't given him a full off season yet. <laughs> listen, man, listen.
6: He had the portal at his disposal. When you got the portal at your disposal and you're in the state of Texas, you, you don't. You could, you could do that in two months. It doesn't matter. Every kid and their mother was in the portal last year. He, he got guys on visits, but what'd they do, Adrian? They went to other schools. They went to other places. And all those guys that went other places are on teams that are going to postseason, right? The big kid at Chattanooga, they're going to the NCAA tournament, right? Jalen Johnson goes to Texas A&M. Now he gets hurt, but looks like they're probably going to make the postseason run as well. Good player. He would have been, been, right? been good this year. He would have been good this year. He can get him there, but until you close the deal... That's recruiting, and that's something that I haven't seen him him do. You even look at the kids he had at A.C.U. They played their asses off. They played hard. They weren't world beaters, dude. They weren't. They weren't. You know, he wasn't in some recruiting battle with with, with high level teams for those kids. You know, that just isn't what happened. And he's not an offensive guy. And that's why am That's why I'm more scared because it's like, dude, you're gonna have to replace Boone and Kennedy. Those guys put up. A lot of buckets, and you're going to have to go find kids that can put it in the hoop hopefully a little more efficiently. And like I said, I've seen this in football teams that overachieved their first year with the coach. Let's be honest now. You guys are crying about Boone should have been on the first team. Should he? Because tonight he was, what, 5-17 in the playoffs.
0: Hey, but Maybe look at look at what he did defensively.
6: About. Seven Maybe steals. Maybe the coaches know what they're talking about, though. Maybe the coaches say he's a volume shooter. Maybe the coaches who vote know what they're talking about. Maybe that's why he was on the second team, right? <laughs> JB goes 6-17. Maybe the coaches know what they're talking about. Maybe that's why he was on the third team. You know, you guys are crying because the kid averages some points, but it's all about efficiency, man. It's all about efficiency,
0: right? Like that's yeah, it could mean. be also the it, NBA push from Ke- for Kinsey and stuff like that, like we've <laughs> talked about. So I don't know, I don't know about that, but what? I'm I'm gonna still stick on stick on the fact that hey, look look at what Boom did this year. I get it. There were some inefficient numbers, but at the end of the year, he still posted his best shooting splits of his entire career. And uh, say what you will about Suley Boom being an, an inefficient scorer, I just don't buy the narrative of that because I think he's a pure scorer and he's somebody who will score in bunches is, at any get like at some point of the game, and you saw it today. Even though he played an abysmal first half, he comes out of the second half and he fights and he battles and he still gets nine rebounds, still gets seven steals, and uh, really helps the miners charge in the, in the late game of this uh, of this one. And you know, Ronnie, I, I get it, man. I understand where you're coming from of being a little pessimistic with the future of this team. But I, I still am sold on Joe Golding, and I'm not ready to call him uh, not a great recruiter yet, and I'm not ready to knock his offense. Just yet. This is only year one. He doesn't have his guys in. He, uh, I get it. He had two months in the portal, but he also had only two months to get acclimated here in El Paso. He had to move his whole family from Abilene Christian to West Texas El Paso, and uh, you know, let's see how he has everything now. Now that he knows the lay of the land here in the 915. Now that he knows uh, more of the selling points. The brand of UTEP last summer was down. Let's be honest, Ronnie. You, no one wanted to come to UTEP because you had a previous head coach bolt for an assistant. Job for Joe Golding, he had, uh, he had to sell everybody on what he had his brand. You know, hey, I'm going to build this up, I'm gonna be rebranding this. Now he has to go back to those same types of recruits this offseason and sell them on that same idea. But then he has 19 wins to back him here in El Paso. He has a team that he's gonna have uh, next year. Who knows? Maybe they lose Sule Boom and Keontae Kennedy, but maybe they're able to keep somebody like Jamal Bienni and he could build around somebody like that. So I I hear you, man. Great phone call. Ronnie, you always bring the good controversy. I really appreciate all your all your stuff. Check them out, uh for some college basketball picks. Ronnie here on on uh, Minor Talk. eight eight zero five seven six three our telephone number. Let's keep things moving. Got a lot of calls to get to. Oh, man, Twitter just exploded off of that call. Uh, let's keep moving. It's Robert who's joining us next on the phone lines, eight eight zero five seven six three. Robert, good evening. What's going on? How are you guys doing tonight? Robert, we're doing all right, man. What do you think of this one? Well, that's, t- that's a tough call to follow after Ronnie. On the- on the I'm sorry, Robert. I-, I wish we could take a break right there or something. <laughs> yeah.
7: Well, just to feed off of Ronnie's call there, I'm going to be more positive regarding UTIP season. Nobody expected UTIP to have a winning season like this, going 19 and 13, making it to the second round of the Conference USA Tournament. Been over five years since they made it this far.
0: Hear you, man. It's been a, it's a milestone. It's a milestone accomplishment of what this team was able to do. Going nineteen, uh, getting nineteen wins, winning the first conference tournament game in five years. So I'm with you, man. I, I think that it's a it's a successful season. It's a positive year. I'm still very high on this coach and staff. So um, you know you celebrate this season for what it was, and it, it's probably over at this point. Maybe they have one game in a postseason, but I, I would probably side with a no, just like uh, Joe Golding said in his post game interview.
7: What this team did, they put up with a lot of heart, a lot of grit. Being down by 12 and taking a four-point lead into the last five minutes of the game, to me, the turning point was going to overtime and losing Titus, not having the experience down low in the post. Um, Speaking of talented players, like um, off Ronnie was saying, you look at Ronnie Terry the past two years. Granted, those past two years' teams were more more talented players than this year's team. And what did they do with them? Absolutely nothing. I will take an average team with, gold, with Joe Golding as coach, with hard work, and you'll get more out of the players with the having players are more talented.
0: I'm with you on that. We've seen that from development with guys like Zerko Nyema. I mean, he was somebody who was an afterthought on uh, previous coaching staff's uh, roster, and now look at what he's done. He's found a nice role for himself. He's playing crunch time minutes today when Titus Verhoeven fouls out, so Robert, I'm totally with you, man. I hear what you're saying. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks so much for waiting along with us as we continue here on Minor Talk. Let's continue. Let's keep things rolling. Eight eight zero five seven six three. 5763 That's our telephone number. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Uh, that's where, we're, uh, where we are as well. Uh, coming on from Twitter. This is coming in from Twitter. It's Daniel at the Bridge Under. Uh, this is what he tweets. They had Middle Tennessee but they lost it just like all season no other way no rebounding not very strong with the holding the ball no clutch scoring no consistent scoring no depth for the big man no big man to rebound a lot of holes but that will all change so I think that's a weirdly an optimistic point right there (laughs) Rob tweets the show UTEP made more shots more threes rebounding assists were even UTEP had more blocks and steals and less turnovers how was the game decided one team was allowed to play physical and the other wasn't. Middle Tennessee shot 14 more free throws, especially at the end of regulation. Hashtag minor talk. You know what, man?
2: I, I don't necessarily agree with that because UTEP was in the bonus uh, with, with a lot of time to spare in the second half. And I think the Miners, I mean, this is around the time they did get on the run. Don't, don't get me wrong. The shots were finally falling. But I wanted to see them be a lot more aggressive uh, in the paint to close out the, uh, the second half. If they would have done that. You know, I think they would have gotten some more chances at the line. I know that the foul disparity is there. But, I mean, if this has gone on for a large portion of the season, but the calls don't change, what is the problem here, really?
0: No, I, I understand that completely, Sal. That's a that's a very valid point. Eight eight zero five seven six three. Our telephone number six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Fred Morales tweets the show week officiating by experienced crew. A lot of soft fouls against the miners and no uh, call play. Ons when uh, Middle Tennessee created rough contact. Kelly self-missed basket interface on the shot that it was on the downward flight when the shot clock was not reset. Embarrassing officiating. That's coming from Fred Morales on uh, Twitter. Let's go to Hunter, who's joining us next. 880 Hunter, I see Ronnie got you out.
8: Yeah, man, you know, I, I agree with some of what he says and I disagree with some and I, I feel the same way with you guys too. But first of all, how are you guys doing tonight?
0: <laughs> we're doing all right, Hunter. It's been a roller coaster of a night, but uh we're hanging in, man. This is the last one, so we gotta we gotta lay it all on the table tonight.
8: Hey dude, it's been a roller coaster season, you know. You've had some good, some bad. That's what's gonna happen when you get a you get some change in the in the coaching staff. But if somebody would have told you that it won nineteen games a minute to the third round of the of the tournament uh to end the season we'll Who would have believed it? No one. No one.
0: They're seven and seven in the year, and I'm thinking, gosh, is this team going to be a tenth seed in the conference tournament?
8: Yeah. No, he overachieved, and you know, I'm trying to see at what point at the end of regulation that 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 Sal and some of these other callers are saying they didn't execute. Okay, they they uh, they were not taking jump shots. All right, they were driving the ball. The majority of their their shots were layups. So, what else can you do to draw contact? They were driving the ball. They weren't settling for bad shots. That's how they got back in the game. In fact, all their points down the stretch were hard-earned baskets that they were foul. And on the contrary, all of Middle Tennessee's points were at the free throw line. I don't recall a single field goal in the last five minutes that Middle Tennessee made. So when one team is allowed to remain aggressive on defense and the other one's their aggressiveness is taken away, that weighs big on the game. You know, and I, I know over the course of it, they were in the bonus, but what does it matter if none of the calls are made down low and they don't get the free throw? Boom drove at least two or three times, and on that last possession, I agreed with what they did. Hey, let it ride. Put it, put it in a playmaker's hands and let it go. Don't let the defense set up. And they put it in, in the hands of who they wanted. Kennedy's finished down low in clutch situations before. He was fouled hard on that play. No call, as you know, as we were used to. And hey, it went in overtime. Overtime's a different story. We, we didn't have anybody to throw it inside and their offense relies on going inside out. So I didn't see the lack of execution. I didn't see the lack of, of physical play. They drew the contact. Golding knew it. The only knock I have on him is he doesn't know how to work the refs. You know what I mean? He you know, to to piggyback on uh, Eric, Eric Fournier's tweet there, he took it. And 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 uh, that's a goal ten. He took it. And I understand you don't want to get a tech in those situations, but when you start to see a pattern, there's a certain way to work those refs. And, uh, you know, we had one of the greats of all time, Don Haskins, that mastered that. And that's why we, we weren't getting hosed in, in, in end-of-game situations.
0: Because the refs and would look over to the bear and they, would, they wouldn't they would dare to call any of those fouls. Exactly.
8: You can't. You, and and it's, you might get one or two against you, but it was a pattern this game. And I don't call in and complain about officiating. Uh, that, that's, that's, I hate excuses. But they controlled the game. If any anybody, anybody took over this game, it was them. UTEP did what they had to do. They were the tougher team. They executed down the stretch because they had to make tough baskets. Middle Tennessee just had to drive and go to the line. So if anybody didn't execute, it was them. They got the calls. UTEP didn't, and they still battled and made it to that. And, uh, you know, I disagree on Ronnie's point. You know, he says, Golding doesn't know how to recruit. UTEP's brand was so low because of Rodney Terry. Thank Who would have wanted yeah. to come Who would have wanted to come here? He he chastised his players. He ran them out. It was turmoil here. Would you want to come here if you saw that? All these players talk. All these AAU coaches talk. So he has to bring that back. We don't know if he's a good recruiter or not. Well, he also, wait. Goody. I just
0: want to. I just want to stop you real quick before you move on from Rodney Terry Hunter. I just wanted to say one other thing is you also don't know uh, how he scorched the place afterward. If he said, "Hey, don't go out there. Don't send your player out there to El Paso because it's hard to win there." You you never know if that could be the case.
6: Well,
8: regardless, what does it matter? You know what I mean. We don't know the jury is out on Golding's ability to recruit. We all know he can coach, and he said, you know, nobody gave Terry credit for recruiting. Nobody ever questioned that. We always said he brought in some of the most talented players you, you we'd seen, and, and this year was proof because without their best player from last year, they won 19 games and were a call away from going to the semifinals of this conference tournament. Terry could recruit with the best of them, but he didn't have an ounce of coaching in him. He, he couldn't get anything out of these guys. And, yes, this offense was different, but look at how much more disciplined their shots became than what we saw last year. I think we quickly forget that. So we need to give Golding the credit he deserves he turned a lackluster team that had no passion, no execution, no discipline, and and we won so many close games this year because they finished. Give the credit where it's deserved. They, they worked hard. They made it happen, and I'm looking forward to next season. They're going to be missing some key players, but he'll know how to recruit for this conference just like he knew how to recruit for ACU. He got them competitive in their conference, championship games in their conference, and to the tournament. And that's all we ask for here at UTEP. Make us competitive Get us there and uh and I look forward to the to the future with them man these guys are calling and, and some of y'all saying they don't execute, man, I don't know what game you guys were watching, but a heck of a season uh, he got the most out of them, and they're overachieving, so I'm, I'm looking forward to the future
0: okay, Hunter, hey, appreciate you riding with us all year long, man. Uh, it's been a long season, but we're happy to have you here with uh, with us here at the end of the basketball season, so appreciate your phone calls, appreciate your support uh you know as we wrap things up here today.
8: Man, thanks for what you guys do, man. You guys do a heck of a job like always, man, and I uh, look forward to football season with you all. Hopefully there's more really good
9: stuff to talk
0: about. Most definitely. We'll be back for football. I-, I understand that. Hey, appreciate it, Hunter. Thanks so much for giving us a call. 880-5763, that's our telephone number to get into the show. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Sal, any thoughts after that one?
2: Yeah, re- really good call. Some great points. Uh, But but I think the difference uh, between the Miners attacking the paint as opposed to Middle Tennessee attacking the paint is there was there was ball movement right before the attack, and so guys were hitting certain spots where it, it, I mean, to me, and, and you know, I could be wrong, but kind of looked like the miners were attacking to to try and score. Um, with that in mind, which is what you want to do, but. There was really no ball movement or as much ball movement as you would normally see, um, like we saw with Middle Tennessee. And they were able to, you know, be be a little a slight step ahead. And also, so I just go back to a large portion of the season where uh, the Miners really didn't get the benefit of the whistle. Whether it's warranted or not, it was a constant trend. And at some point, something has to be figured out how you can get to the line or what are you going to do with your offense to to counter not being able to go to the free throw line? Now I say that, also knowing that they did get better offensively. They became a lot more efficient. We saw their numbers from mid-range; um, they were atrocious. I think somewhere in uh, you know early January, something like that. And last game against Old Dominion, they were starting to get some mid-range buckets. I, I don't know how many they had today, maybe a couple, but the point is they did improve in small portions um, to close out the year in offense.
0: UTEP shot 24-64 of 64 today, just 37% from the floor. They shot 21% from beyond the arc. It just wasn't the best shooting night. Nothing was going in yeah. uh, for the Miners. Eight eight zero five seven six three. that's our telephone number. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. That's 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Let's go to Lou Romano, who's joining us next on the phone lines, our good friend here on the show. We just kept him waiting here on the phones for 30 minutes, and he, can, and he hung, hung with us. Uh, Lou, thanks so much for waiting with us, man. What'd you think of this one?
9: No, not at all. I love hearing what uh, everybody has to say, and, and you know everybody makes valid points, and you can cry about the officiating all you want to, but uh, two things. One, what Joe Golding did with this team this year, oh my god. I mean, i, I would play for that guy in two seconds. I'd run through a brick wall
0: for that guy in two seconds. Right,
9: right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you you nailed it, Adrian, that this team was sleepwalking, you know, until he got here, and he he willed them in that game tonight. But at the end of the day, to me, from where I'm standing, until they get a big guy who can get you some easy baskets underneath, throw some guys around so Titus doesn't have to beat up on everybody by himself, until they get a guy like that, you'll see the same thing again next year. So I think if Golding's smart, in fact, I, don't, I think you were at that uh, media availability session the other day when uh, somebody asked him about player availability, and he kept saying, yeah, but he's not a big. Yeah, but he's not a big. You know, yeah. so I think Golding knows he needs a big dude like Bryson, you know, or somebody who can push guys around, get to the easy basket, and pull you the rebounds. That's the difference. That's the free throw difference. You, know, you saw those guys, uh, Middle Tennessee, was running after a ton. Fifteen guys all, you know, 6'10", six eight, you know, with muscle on them who fly around. They just need one of those, UTEP does, and I think they're going to be fine.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good point, and they've got a guy in the pipeline, Jonathan Dosanjos. He's coming from the number one junior college uh, school in the country in Florida. I think it's Florida. Uh, what is it? North Florida State or whatever, something like that. Anyways, Jonathan Dosanjos posted almost a double double uh, in his in this recent uh, season, and he's already signed and he's ready to play for the minors in the fall. So they'll get him. They'll get Shea Evans from uh, you know Washington. I mean, excuse me, San Diego State, who didn't get a chance to play this year. He wasn't eligible. But, yeah, I'm with you, Lou. They just kind of need a couple more guys down low. Uh, we'll see that probably are going to need more guards after the uh, the you know the transfer portal really hits and we see who ends up leaving this program. Lou, I, I, I agree with you, man. I think it was very, uh, a very successful season, and you just have to be excited if you're a UTEP fan about Joe Golding and what he was able to do in just year one.
9: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm telling you, I, I could not be happy with how he got these guys ready down the stretch. I know you guys are getting ready to go home. But my two cents, get a big guy. Like, if you took that UTEP team down to the rec center, you're still not going to win. Because there's always that one team at the rec center that's got the big guys, (laughs) you know, who's pushing dudes out of the way. You know, and I think once UTEP gets one of those guys, then that opens things up for everybody, especially the guards.
0: I hear you. I hear you. All right, right, man.
9: Guys, keep up the good work, man. love listening to you guys. I was late getting off the other night, so... Sorry, I couldn't catch
0: your whole thing. No, no worries, Lou. Hey, appreciate it so much. Thanks for uh, tuning in on the show. We're keeping things moving. We're not shutting things down. We've got a lot of calls to keep getting to. We haven't even checked Twitter, Lou, so uh, we still got a bunch of stuff to get to. Uh, CBS4 local sports director, Lou Romano, giving us a call here on the phones. 880-5763. That's our telephone number. we got two lines to get to, a ton of tweets to get to as well. One line available. If you would like to call in and talk some UTEP hoops, now is the time to do it. Eight 880- Eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number to get into the show. Middle Tennessee defeated UTEP 66-59 in overtime. This is probably our last minor talk, barring a postseason game from UTEP if they do play. We might have a minor talk after that one, but who knows? Joe Golding alluded to the fact that the you know the likelihood is probably not. Uh, however, that things could definitely change. Uh, you know when it's all said and done. Let's go to Twitter real quick. We'll get to Augustine and Rob next on the show. Eight eight zero five seven six three telephone number to get into the program. Kevin at Sleepy Kev number five tweets the show. I know this loss sucks so bad. However, I'm incredibly proud and impressed on the job Joe Golding was able to do this season. Hats off to Golding and co. If this team stays intact, UTEP will be in the conference title talks next year easily. Hashtag picks up hashtag minor talk. Yys tweets the show. I swear, if I hear any idiots tweet or call in that UTEP needs to move on from Golding, I'm gonna slap them. I think that's what he he uh, says in this gif. Um, also, tweeting the show at uh, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter is Pinky. Thank you to. Uh, Rip and all the Minor Maniac fans love supporting and talking UTEP sports. Let's keep this going as long as we can. Hashtag Minor Talk. Have always enjoyed Minor Talk ever since its inception back when. Thank you, Adrian and Sal, for bringing this after the game uh, back. All right. Appreciate that, man. Thanks for the shout-out. Juan Fernandez tweets the show. Why not? Why wouldn't they want to play postseason? I'd love to see them play a few more games. I think it's a selfish thing, man. I think UTEP fans uh want to see this team again and I think some of these players are ready to, you know, call, you know, move on. Yeah. They're they're ready for the season to be over. They're ready to hit the portal. I'm gonna, I'm just going to be honest. There's 1 foot out the door and uh you might not think that's the case, watching this team play so spirited, but they're playing spirited because they wanted to have this one big run. And I yeah. don't think if it's the NCAA tournament, you know, what's the point, man? No, that
2: that's exactly what I was gonna mention. We we got to see this team lock in, you know, be all in and and together for this potential run that they had. They got their first conference tournament win in a long time. There was they got some big wins over some of the top teams to close out the regular season. That's right. And, y- you know, you have that behind you. Now you're thinking you can make a conference tournament run, and, and rightfully so. Didn't work out, and I think their eyes were on the prize for that conference uh, tournament championship. And after that, you know, the the gas tank, who knows how much is left in there. But to be honest, when it comes to postseason playing, it's not the NIT or the NCAA. Um, you may try to make as much money as you can, but if your eyes are already – set on next season on how you can get better, I think you cash in on that as opposed to trying to cash in with tickets.
0: I'm with you on that, Sal. And who knows if they can even get a ticket. Some of those exactly. uh, postseason tournaments, they you take this. You gotta pay s- to get in, yeah. Yeah, some you have to pay to get in, some uh, you actually have to, um, you know, w- when you want to, you don't necessarily have to pay to get in, but you actually have to give all your um, your concessions to them. So I'll give you an example. Uh, yeah. For the ba- for the basketball classic, this is one postseason tournament. I believe this one replaced the CIT Quote, This tournament consists of three rounds, single elimination. Games are held on campuses of participating schools. All gate receipts will be collected by the Basketball Classic. Schools can host games in the tournament without the responsibility of any financial commitment. So no buy for the the Basketball Classic, but um, the uh, Basketball Classic will take all gate receipts. So they'll take all ticket sales right there. For Uh, the CBI, they will select 16 teams that are not selected in the NIT or the NCAA tournament and they are and those who are willing to pay a $50,000 entry fee to participate in the CBI's uh, teams compete on home court so that's how you can kind of break that down right there Eight eight zero five seven six three. 5763 that's our telephone number to get into the program 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter we lost Augustine uh, I think that might be a good thing uh, now we've got Rob and Milkman joining us next let's go to Rob first Milkman is uh, is coming up after him. eight eight zero five seven six three. 5763 that's our telephone number to get into the show. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Rob, good evening. Thanks for hanging with us, man. It's almost 11.
10: Yeah, man. I'm uh, I'm off tomorrow. I'm going to go to Arizona, so I'll be up all night with you guys. Okay,
0: I appreciate it, man. What would you think of this?
10: Yeah. Um, I-, I was extremely disappointed in the game, but really happy with the season to have. Um, I-, I think the game, I mean, as I tweeted about it earlier, like, I, I just don't know how you could look at the box score and not just see the glaring disparity in free throws when everything else was even. Um, yeah. you talk about you talk about how bad UTEP shot while the other team shot worse. And we rebounded about the same, had more steals. Um you know, we won pretty much every category except they shot fourteen more free throws. And yeah, they did get to the bonus first. Uh they got um they got to about seven. We we're about four. And they stayed at 7, and we got to about 10 or 11. Uh, it was just back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. And we had to struggle for every shot while they just had to go uh, down the other end and knock down a couple free throws. And I don't know of anyone who saw that game that thought that they played more physical than we did. I saw two teams uh, with matched physicality, and I just I saw no reason for one team to shoot that much more free throws in, in a very you know even, physically matched game. But... You know, there's not much we could do about that. Um, the other thing I saw that UTEP doesn't do, which you won't really see on the box score, <clears throat> is that they don't. Um, uh, when they miss a shot, they don't. They, none, nobody attacks the boards for a second check point.
0: Yeah, so UTEP's you know, not great on offensive rebounds. They weren't all year. Nine today, no, no, no. Uh, and then Keontae Kennedy had four of them.
10: No, they're not great at it because no one attempts to do it. So if you watch the you – could, you could go back and watch the game. UTEP misses the shot, and three Middle Tennessee guys, all they got to do is block out Titus, and they're going back the other way. When Middle Tennessee missed the shot, they had four guards, three guys from the backcourt uh, go attack, and they got a lot of 2nd chance points that way. But, like, I don't expect Titus to, you know, out-rebound three, four wide jerseys every time. But I never I never saw – the the guards were already back on defense by the time they missed. And it was just every play, and – you know that's not a that's not a winning formula. We're not a high, we're not a we're not a, we're not a good shooting team to be doing that anyway. But that was one thing I noticed, and the other thing is, yeah, we don't really have a lot of depth down low. So uh, Zarek will be a force next year. But as far as this game, he was a little raw. Um, you know, he was a little timid. With, yeah, the, with the lights are bright.
0: There. The lights were bright for him.
10: Yeah, but no, that that kid's gonna be amazing. I, I could tell. Uh, he's going to be awesome. He's going he's gonna to be probably better than Titus is, like, right now. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm real excited for what Golding brings uh, these next couple years. And I'm not worried about recruiting. I'm worried about results. So, yeah, Terry had Ooh. all the recruits in the world. Terry had all the recruits in the world, and it didn't mean anything on paper. Golding did not have all the recruits in the world. And, you know, three straight 20-win seasons in the Southland, so – no, that I'm worried about results and nothing else. And I know Goldie's gonna get us there eventually. But, uh, yeah, man, thanks for taking my
0: call. All right, Rob. Hey, appreciate you rocking with us all year long. Hang with us uh, over the off season, man. We'll do some uh, Minor Talks podcasts and things around recruiting and stuff like that. So, we really appreciate you supporting us and uh, joining us here on the phones as well, Rob, uh, as we continue here on Minor Talk. 880-5763. That's our telephone number to get into the show. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Let's take a timeout right now. When we come back, we've got a lot of calls to get to. We've got lines available. So, if you'd like like to give us a call. Now is the time to do it. Eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number to get into the show. Six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter at six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter. A lot of tweets to get to. Way more minor talk coming up as you're listening to Minor Talk presented by the Oscar at the Agency right here on six hundred ESPN El
1: Paso. You're listening to Minor Talk on six hundred ESPN El Paso. Brought to you by the Oscar at the Agency. Locally owned and operated for 24 years.
0: All right, welcome back. Minor Talk continues. Adrian brought us along with Sal Montes, We're going to be with everybody until uh, the phones stop ringing or something like that, but we've got full phone lines right now. We'll try to burn through those. But before we do that, let's play some comments earlier today from head coach Joe Golding with Voice of the Miners' John Tysher after this one that I find very revealing. Here we go.
11: I would say right now we're probably leaning a little bit more towards not playing, um, but uh, who knows, man. Things change.
6: And of course, for you and your staff, uh, you want to get out on the road and,
11: and get recruiting. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, we all need a break, and we all need time, but here we go, man. You know, I'm leaving tomorrow, or, and we'll be recruiting all next week, and so that's life, man, but that's good. Uh, uh, we, 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 again, won 19 games. We got UTEP back on the map, and we can go out and sell what we're doing there, and uh, it's a lot easier to sell that now than it was nine months ago, I think, so... Um, there you go challenging times man we know that man who knows what our roster will look like but tonight's not about that man tonight's about our guys how hard they played uh just the guts they showed the toughness they showed and um and just i'm I'm super proud of them ty really really tired
6: big event uh, next week the national uh, junior college basketball tournament in in kansas we'll be there
11: you know absolutely we'll be there monday when the ball tips and uh we'll work that and work work across the country just uh continue to to make th- uh this program competitive you know that's the key man like we're getting there we're getting competitive and that's all you can do is stay competitive and stay in the get in the race get in the fight uh with these teams and then eventually uh you know you turn the corner
6: are you looking for anything and everything to add to the roster yeah
11: i, I don't know you know to be honest with you we'll see uh, but uh Uh, it's, it's, it's the new era of college basketball, you know? So you got to be prepared and ready for anything. So, uh, who who knows what the future looks like or how many guys we're looking for.
0: There you go. That's that last answer told you all you need to know. It's the new college era of college basketball. Why is he saying that? Why did Joe Golding say that?
2: Because he literally does not know. We don't know.
0: Yeah. But he also might be, he might know. He might know. <laughs> he might know who's leaving this program, and he's uh, prefacing that by you know, letting the minor faithful know, hey, this is a new era of college basketball right now. Transfer portal is what it is. Again, these players could be Joe Golding fans in a big way, and it might not have to do with anything that Joe Golding does True. as a head coach or anything that this staff has done. It has to do with what they hear from back home, and uh, some of these players might be hearing, hey, the grass is greener over here. Come over here. Play over here. Look at what Bryson Williams did. Look at what – Anthony Tark did. Look at what Dion Stroud did. You know, that that that's the mentality that some of these players have. And, you know, it's unfortunate for some people in, in what they might think, but it's the reality of college basketball.
2: And, and you know what, too? We can even say that, you know, this Miners team and, and Coach Golding was – Maybe lucky in a sense to even retain some of the guys from uh, from the. Previous oh, I agree. Teams. You I know agree what I mean? completely. I, I mean, granted, they bought into the system, and uh, Coach Golding said it himself. He loves those guys, and he'll do anything for them. But at the end of the day, if somebody's ha- if somebody has their mind made up, maybe it was made up, you know, earlier on in the season, but they wanted to see this season all the way through, as opposed to you know maybe entering the transfer portal. A portal in the middle of the season, which there is something go. we've seen before.
0: Bingo, great point, Sal. Eric Fournier on Twitter: This loss is completely on Joe Golding. That last po- possession in regulars, uh, that last possession in regular play, I think that's what he meant, was terrible. Kennedy hadn't hit a shot all game, and he takes the last shot. Paul Reynoso tweets us, I would love to see them in any kind of postseason tournament, but if they choose not to participate, I'll be okay with it. Next year, if the stakes are raised, and I believe we will contend for a conference USA title sooner rather than later. Jonathan Byers tweets the show, I'm down. I'd like to see this team redeem themselves. When they play together strong and attack, it's hard to stop them. Let's do it. This one from Fred Morales. Seems like Kelly Self, the Texas official, had it out for coach Joe Golding from prior history. 23-12 fouls count disparity in a close contested tournament game is totally unacceptable that's coming from Fred Morales on Twitter uh this one from Tristan Pence our guy. Very hard-fought game by both teams. It's a damn shame Conference USA refs really decided the winner. Huge kudos to Sule Boom for giving it everything he had tonight. He truly is a great player. It's time to see if Coach Golding can recruit to UTEP. I think the future is bright. Let's go to the phones now, 880-5763. A lot of calls to get to Milkman, Abel, and Ryan. First up is Milkman. Let's get, him. Let's get to him. Milkman, what's going on, man? How are you?
5: Hey, what's going on, man?
0: Oh not um, much Milkman, just uh here past 11 what are you doing with us
5: Yeah well okay so i got to tell you, i i almost wasn't going to call in but <laughs> so i was listening on the app right and unfortunately on the app sometimes it it likes to buffer so you had this you had this other uh, caller say hey i'm about to say something that's going to piss everybody off or whatever Oh and, and you
0: missed Ronnie's point and
5: i missed it Oh so, I'm gathering that he said something about Coach Golding. Yes. Okay. I'll,
0: I'll sum it up for you, Milkman. What Ronnie said was he said, "Don't be surprised if if Joe Golding underachieves. This is not a good thing necessarily because by overachieving, he's kind of set it up for, hey, you know, maybe some of these guys are not his guys. Maybe he lose some lose some uh, loses some of these key players, and then has to go out and prove himself in recruiting. And uh, Ronnie said that he's not a good recruiter, so that's what Ronnie was basically uh-huh. saying in in this call.
5: <laughs> okay, that's that's laughable. That that that's ridiculous. Like first off, it, he's been here 1 year. How he how he even thinks he would know uh what kind of a recruiter Golding is. I I just, I I had to call in because I am especially after this season a huge fan of coach Golding. I'm super excited. I mean, I've called you guys in uh, I've called before about this, but uh, you know, you, you see the transformation in the team from the beginning of the year to the end. That's all coaching. I mean, the the heart that they showed, he instilled that in them, it, and it's it's obvious. I mean, it, it is obvious. Uh, I'm 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 super pumped. I obviously I don't know you know what kind of a recruiter he is, but if it's anything like the kind of coach I've seen so far, holy cow! Like the future is looking really really bright, and I'm. Super excited. I mean, he's even got the name Golding for the miners, right? You know what I mean? I mean exactly. It's like it's it's perfect. I'm 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 super excited. I haven't been this excited in a very long time. I guess there were some some ups and downs before that made us a little excited, but I mean, I honestly I feel like you know, like probably the first time since Haskins that I that I'm like, you know what, we have our guy. Like this, I, I am super excited. He he has instilled all kinds of fight in these guys. And it's only going to get better from here. I mean, uh, he he turned nothing. He was left with nothing when he came here. I mean, everybody knows that. We've been talking about it on the show. I I mean, look what he did. Just turning it around. I mean, the team that was playing at the beginning of the year is not what you're seeing right now. I mean, it's it's super amazing. I I do agree with uh, when Lou Romano said about a big man. Uh, I've I've been talking with my dad. We watched the games together, and and, uh, they definitely need a big man, that's for sure but i mean the what they've been able to accomplish even lacking that has been amazing and then the heart of people like of guys like uh Sule boom who <clears throat> this is this is not the first time that he's gone you know scoreless in the first half and then all of a sudden you know taking the game on his shoulders i mean that's that's a sign of a leader you know what i mean um i'm i'm just you know <laughs> i i cannot say enough good stuff about golding i i really feel like Minor Ball is back, like for the first time that I've been confident in that in a long time. And uh, the future's looking super bright. And Minor fans, we got to get out there and support them next year and fill that stadium like it hasn't been filled since the Haskins years and, and support these Miners because they're definitely putting a hell of a product on the court.
0: All right. Good stuff, Milkman. Appreciate that so much. Eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number to get into the program. I thought Milkman brought up some great points right there, Sal. So uh, great phone call right there. Let's keep things moving. Got a lot of calls to still get to. Ton of tweets, a lot of messages as well. Uh, we'll keep things going here on Minor Talk. Eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number. One line available now. Abel is joining us next. Abel, we finally got to you, man. How's it going?
12: great man uh first of all i want to thank you tep for allowing me to uh get back into the spanish mode uh with streaming live oh that's awesome both. were you guys I, there I, today I, I did yeah i did both games
0: oh that's uh, awesome shout out shout out dialogueep dot com
12: yeah yeah it was uh you know finally an opportunity after you know being uh, doing the games for such a long time and you know waiting uh you know trying to cut another deal with a new uh media company and, and, and luckily it, it, it fell through because that's when COVID started. So it would have been pretty difficult, you know, to try to deal through COVID and then get to the point it is now. So I, I did both games.
0: That's uh, awesome, man.
12: I, yeah, I, w- I will tell you that uh, tonight was probably one of the most physical games I had seen them play. Uh, there was there was elbows, there was people falling down, there was all kinds of stuff and and, and and they stayed scrappy with the number one team on the east side of the of the conference that had you know that they had gone and, and, and lost to and and that just automatically shows improvement uh one of the things that I do want to bring up is they were definitely a one shot and out team a lot in on offense uh, uh but I will give credit to the improvement of berhoven Verhoeven at the end you know he's that type of guy that you're looking for 10 points and five rebounds along with if everyone else keeps scoring, you, you know, if you have some of that play on the bottom, you know, 10, 12 points from somebody, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to win games, you know, and, and he had some, some decent games and he had some tough games, but I think uh, he, he tried his heart out tonight, man. And those guys from middle Tennessee, man, they were big and, you know, they, 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 they were moving, you know, into uh, on him there was a lot of blocked shots under the rim. Uh, just, I mean, they, it, it was great. It, you know, unfortunately, uh, Suli, you know, it's one of those things. You got a guy that's always used to getting 22 points a game, and then he has a bad game, you know, and uh, no points, you know, all the way to when he finally scored. But that's the type of guy that in that type of a game, he still understood that if he could get nine points and all those rebounds, uh, you know, he, he was going to have a he was going to put us in a chance to win um you know the decisions uh on the last shot or whatever uh you know uh Kiante kennedy uh you know when he makes it it's beautiful and when he doesn't it does, you know it, it's not but i do want to bring up one thing that that just irks the crap out of me okay and it's and and it's effie udigi think about it you know terry you know got him to lose all that weight and then really never gave him another of a chance because it it wasn't his kid and blah, blah, blah. That guy had heart. He was freshman of the year. And then he leaves because Terry can't uh, work with him. Can you imagine if we had him on the bench with Verhoeven? You know, that one guy that could could break in and, you know, could spin either way and under the paint and do something. And then, I think Verhoeven would have been that garbage guy, would have been able to, you know, grab a rebound off of a miss and put it back in the hole. Uh, one of the things that Middle Tennessee was amazing tonight was they got four or five opportunities to shoot, getting the ball back under the rim, and, you know, and, and the, the Miners just were trying everybody, anything to try to rebound, you know?
0: Oh, I'm um, with you on that, man.
12: But do you agree, man? I mean, whether you want to mention the guy's name or no, not. No, F- no, hundred. B- I'll F-O-D-G. say no,
0: no, no, no. Abel, we've talked about this a ton of times. I, I can say it a hundred percent. I mean, FEODG, he was an All-Conference selection is his, his uh, freshman season with UTEP. Then he totally digressed his uh, the following two years, and last year he was buried on the bench. We've talked about this a lot on this show. He's newcomer of the year in the Sun Belt. He was named on their first-team All-Conference list. He was a A-list player for Troy. He was a standout player, and it's the ultimate. Ultimate what if? What if UTEP had Bryson Williams? What if UTEP had just FEODG? What if Christian Scholin hadn't departed for Portland State? I mean, they had a they had solid talent last year. But the point is, um, you know that that's a an ultimate what if, man. I I completely understand what you're saying. We've we've talked about this a lot.
12: Yeah, and I, I you know uh, look, uh, coaching is a business, right? And uh, you know, I've I've been lucky. I've been to a Final Four, and I've been to the Coaches Association conferences when they have them for the Final Four. And I see the way, you know, everybody you know tries to switch teams at, at that at that coaches convention because that's where all the openings are, you know. And and, and honestly, for Terry to leave the way he did, and, and uh, you know, end up uh, as a because he's a recruiter at Texas and all that stuff. I called BS and I knew him personally and I called BS, you know, uh, it, it's tough. You know, I, uh, hopefully Golding will be that, you know, that Haskins 2.0, uh, he's got all the heart. I've been around him uh, enough to see him as a human being. And just the way he would, if you would, you went to his, some of his, uh, practices. I mean, that guy was on those kids like crazy to try to make them believe that they, they could do something, you know? Sure. And that's the kind of coach you want, and that's the kind of coach you want. As a matter of fact, I'll start selling burritos to raise money to keep him here.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
12: Good stuff, Abel. You know hey, that... pre- hey, man,
0: uh, we got to get to some more callers, but I really appreciate your phone call, man. Appreciate all you do with DialogRadioEP.com, and uh, appreciate you giving us the lowdown since you were out there at the start of Frisco, man.
12: Thanks, man. All right, take care. All
0: right, take care, Abel. Appreciate your phone call. Eight eight zero five seven six three, our telephone number to get into the show. Six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Got a couple calls to get to. If you'd like to give us a call, we got lines available. Eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number. As uh, we continue here on Minor Talk, let's continue right now. It's um, next on the phone lines. It's Ryan who's joining us next on the phone lines. Eight eight zero five seven six three. I'm all like, who's who's the next on the phones? Oh wait, I answered this. What's up, Ryan? How's it going?
13: Hey guys, how's it going?
0: Ryan, I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing, I'm doing kind of all oh, well because of the, you know the minor loss and all. I hear you. I hear you. what did you think of this game?
13: Man, it was, it was pretty close. It was. I'll tell you, we gave we gave them a run for their money. You know, I granted they didn't they lost their big their best player when they played their previous game, but we gave Middle Tennessee a run for their money.
0: Oh, yeah. That's the top seed in the Conference USA East Division, man, and they definitely did uh, give them the run for their money. I mean, it was a close game. Middle Tennessee was without one of their best players, so that's a knock against the minors, but, uh, uh, you know, a pro for Middle Tennessee, they're scrappy, and they're they're just a really tough team. They're super athletic, and they've overachieved by all measures. They were picked to, last in, uh, to finish last in Conference USA in the preseason poll, but look at where they are. They were the first seed out of the East Division.
13: Oh, yeah, for sure, and you know, basically, what, what I called in was basically to say I have nothing but excitement for this next coming season. I mean, what? Look at look what Joe did. He won 19 games. He did a pretty, you know, darn good run on the end, winning probably I think seven, seven and two, some some record like that. It was pretty pretty good uh, in conference play. And you know, I thought we were dead in the water, seven and seven, in beginning conference play. But look what we did.
5: Yeah,
0: look at that. I mean, they they turned their season around uh from a mid-season slump and they picked it back up to close out the year. So I'm with you, man. They they closed it out in the right way. They they uh overachieved by all measures. I didn't think they would win 19 games. I picked 17, and I thought that was very generous, but look at what they did. They closed out the year by beating the best team in conference you say, against North Texas.
13: Oh yeah, for sure, and you know, before I hang up, I want to give a quick shout out to the Utah Pep Man. So uh
0: Big, big shout out to them. We heard the we heard the screaming band guy again today. So, uh, yeah, big shout out to them. Hey, great call, Ryan. Appreciate your phone call. Thanks so much for weighing in on the show. Eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number. Six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter at six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter. A lot of tweets to get to. Let's burn through them all. Uh this one, Steven Ariola. I'd love to see them get an invite to something. I think these seniors deserve it after all the crap Terry put them through. Sucks. I wish they had one more time with Coach Joe Golding and UTEP men's basketball. There's only one senior. Yeah. No, there's was only one senior, the, the, Alfred the, Hollins. I mean,
2: a lot of guys honored on senior, quote-unquote, day, but only one senior there on, on this team. There you go, bang,
0: perfect. Herman Flores, UTEP had their chances, didn't execute in key moments. Impressive comeback after being down 12 in the second half. Great first season for Golding. Chalk and churn, check them out, chalkandchurn.com. Would love to see UTEP guards play smarter, not so much iso ball. Was great last year, but once again, they don't get easy offense. Everything is so difficult. Can't beat high-level teams in the postseason like that. Great year, though. Hashtag time to recruit at Adrian at 600 ESPN El Paso. Yeah, it's, it is time to recruit. You heard from Joe Golding in that postgame interview. They're heading out to the JUCO, uh, I guess the JUCO championships next week. Mm-hmm. There's where your postseason tournament was going to be, man, next week. Yeah. And they're going to be busy recruiting. So there you go. There's your answer right there, or possibly your answer. Um, this one coming from Joe Chacon. One of our guys, 11 months ago, Coach Joe Golding came in with fire and excitement. He said he wanted a winner out of the gate. You can't knock his coaching. All the ways to end, he called upon minor fans to get on board. Players will come and go in the age of the portal. You must adapt, which Coach Joe Golding knows how to do. 19 wins in a season, that no one thought would amount to anything. That caller who first said that, uh, no, this is... uh, Uh, Come on, Joe. That caller who said first-year coaches falter the second year due to, quote, using the other coaches' players is ridiculous. Either get with us or see yourself to uh, the door. You are part of the problem with minor fans. Win or lose, we need to support players and coaches and have optimism. UTEP will go dancing next year, and this will be the state of rebirth of what is true minor fans know as minor ball. Thank you so much to UTEP minor voice John Teicher for all he does to reinforce what true UTEP enthusiasm is with his play-by-play call. Thank you, gentlemen, for a great post-game shows and minor talk. Hashtag reppin' from Cali now hashtag Brock is in training, the next OG Zane, hashtag I owe you drinks. You owe me drinks with all these hashtags you're you're throwing <laughs> our way, man. You know what's
2: funny is is um, you know after the first tweet, I'm like, okay. Oh, wow, he's starting to give some props, and he's giving his own. Wait, hold on, and I look at it, it's like a six-tweet. Th- <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's awesome. Are you surprised I, I read all that? Yeah, shout-out to our <laughs> man uh, Joe,
0: big props. Uh, King Eric tweets us. From the opening tip, by the way, we've got phone lines available, eight eight zero five seven six three. If you've been trying to get in, if it's late right now and you just want to get in and talk with us about this, now's the time to do it. Eight eight zero five seven six three telephone number to weigh in. Uh, King Eric, from the opening tip, you could see that they didn't have the same dominance they had yesterday. The shots just weren't falling. One of the stars will leave. I mean, Jacob Cowing left, but the future is definitely bright. He follows it up by saying this, another great year of minor talk. You guys always do a great job. See you guys for football season. Unfortunately, we will be starting 0-1 UTEP plays Oklahoma to open up the season. Bring it on, baby. (laughs) I love this tweet (laughs) from Chalk and Churn. It's clear UTEP fans don't watch college basketball. They just watch UTEP basketball only. Get outside the box, people. Start looking at what other mid-majors do. Turn the corner. It was a great year, no doubt. And Golding is the guy, but there's a long way to go. I think there is a long way to go. And I think uh, Golding would admit to that, too. Christian Diaz. Big shout-out to Christian Diaz for listening in. Horns down in response to UTEP possibly playing Texas to open up the season next year in men's basketball. How about that, Sal? What do you think about that? Chris Beard, uh, Rodney Terry, Chris Ogden... Uh, Malik U- Ujilric versus uh, Joe Golding I love it all you know we, we can't forget about uh, you know
2: also uh, uh, let's see if the I don't know his name but but the guy who screams during jump around he might make the trip I guarantee you he will be the loudest person at the game
0: you know what I, I hate to bring some breaking news but I think he's uh, a senior and I think he's leaving
2: Maybe he goes to Austin for here. You go f- for grad school f- for grad school, or maybe he he has his own business that he's starting up over there. I like this, and he's like, you know what? I just clocked in about two million dollars today. It was a light day, but I think I'm gonna go out to the UT Austin <laughs> game and and UTEP game, and you know, make my presence known. And then maybe he even suits up. We'll
0: see. I like that. Uh, El Paso Visuals Deportivos tweets us after Jacob Cowing entered the transfer portal and subsequently left. I would not be surprised. At all, if Sule Boom transferred to a bigger conference. It's just a sign of the times. Also, minor fans need to remember this is year one of this coaching staff. Hashtag minor talk. Uh, Let's go to more tweets on the show. Esteban. Oh, this is uh, Esteban, who's actually maybe the first time he's ever tweeted us. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) No. Dude, this is awesome. You guys. you gotta start looking at this. Esteban calls minor talk and he's called sports talk. And he's a great, he's a great caller, and he's a great <laughs> he's a great Twitter follower. He, his first tweet is test, 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 first tweet ever. Hashtag test test. Hashtag why foul. Uh, his next one is Jason Rabidoo is here. And then his next one is I have no idea how to tweet. I have no idea. I just started yesterday, and then all he did was tweet us and say this Hunter knows ball, impressive. There's no loyalty anymore. I was in the infantry for eight years. No transfer portal there. Man, Esteban, he's just like, he is just <laughs> firing on all cylinders right now. Um, Adrian, at enemy win three. I was, I was waiting to get to this tweet. Golding can't hold on to Terry's players. All bets are off. Golding hasn't proven that he can successfully recruit telly, Terry caliber players. It's only one year. Yeah, but, and, and and let's see, let's uh, see this here.
2: I mean, yeah, a large portion of this roster were Terry players, but who was the coach this year and who had to recruit them to stay on the minor team? So
0: there you go. Yeah, uh, Kingsley Onyema. I am very proud of this UTEP men's basketball team. Coach Golding and his staff changed the di- di- the dynamic of basketball at UTEP in his first year. Definitely exceeded my expectations. Incredible players and coaching staff. Well done, guys. Still a very proud fan. Uh, This one from Adriana Enemy Win 3. Best case scenario, all Terry players say Golding takes them to the Big Dance next year and rides off into the sunset onto a Power 5 school. No one remembers the CBI finals with Oregon State and the Don sold out. Come on, man.
2: Yeah. Well, okay,
0: okay, okay. Mm. I'm gonna agree with that. That's a whole different era, though. Like college basketball has changed since that happened. It, what was that? 2014, 15. Yeah. I mean that, that was
2: a while ago. I mean
0: that's also being a little generous on the year. But even though, um, you know, I say no one remembers the CBI finals. I'm talking the country. No one remembers the CBI finals right now. Uh, college basketball postseason tournaments. Everybody has their eyes on the NCAA tournament post pandemic. I mean, no one cares in in this era of transfer portal players you know if you're looking at to try to recruit guys you're not going to sell them on hey by the way we made it to the finals of the CBI tournament what's a recruit going to care about that I don't buy that yeah. I don't buy that at all
2: no nah, teams are going to want to see what you uh what you did not only in your conference tournament but did you play in the NCAA tournament or did you make it to the NIT and, and to be even fair what is the NIT these days as well
0: there you go nothing
2: not much and and also too i want to say back then winning 20 games a year was a, was a very big deal nowadays you can be a 20 plus win team in a mid-major and you might not even get a crack at you know at the ncaa tournament i mean 20, Good point. 24 25 wins look at murray state a couple of years ago so i mean teams are getting hosed you know year in and year out i know it's a different conversation but at the end of the day though the ncaa tournament is what's gonna raise the eyebrows
0: no i'm with you on that completely sal it's it's all about the tournament it really is you just gotta punch your ticket back there for the first time since 2010 that's the goal for the minors and uh it'll be year 13 next year hard to believe that that'll be the case this one coming in from pinky yes sir already looking forward to next year i hope all the players hope to get to uh I hope all the players, I don't know what he ended up saying there. Pinky just kind of messed up there. Ryan Guzman tweets the show, same, but I still have a knot in my stomach. Happy, though, that this team is now set up to win and win big next year. If only you knew, man. Uh, Leo underscore minor fan tweets us, Ronnie is much, much, much smarter than me, but I disagree. Golding isn't only isn't. Isn't the only recruiter on this team of apples and oranges, but Haskin had Floyd to help him recruit. Right on, Adrian. First year, let's wait and see. Golding is also aware of his weaknesses and said it publicly. But he does still have to prove it, so Ronnie is right on that front. Uh, this one from El Paso Visuals Deportivos. Also, we need to remember Kennedy and Sule both played with Bryson and Williams, and you don't think they see what he's doing with NIL in a bigger conference. Players probably think... That I'll stack my my stats at UTEP and then enter the portal and leave to a bigger schools as a as an alumni that sucks. Is it a sign of the times? Mm. I I asked you know I asked director of athletics gym center what's the solution to this because there has to, Sal I'm not in the business of accepting this that you can lose your best player year after year and it's just a common thing. Oh, it's you know it's UTEP. Okay, the best player is going to leave after the year is over. First it was Bryson Williams, then it was Jacob Cowing. If Sule Boom leads this, leaves this year, that's 3 players, 3 of your best players in two of your major sports leaving. Uh, you know, within the, within the span of, what, two years? Like, that's sad right there.
2: It is, but at some point, there has to be some form of sustainability, and it's got to come from somewhere, and majority of the time, that has to come from the head coach, because if the transfer portal is in effect, the coach can't leave in the transfer portal. You know, players will leave in the transfer portal, but we see a lot of mid-majors, year in and year out, that are able to thrive despite the transfer portal being there. So, I'm... It's not easy at all. That's not what I'm saying. But it is possible to be done. There has to be some form of sustainability, though.
0: Oh, okay. I'm with you on that. There has to. There has to be some continuity at some degree. Well, I was asking Jim Center, what's the solution? And I don't think there's a good solution. I really don't. I I think it's... Honestly, it's NIL, but I think that's wishful thinking. I don't know if UTEP is going to be as far along as some of these other schools. And then, you know, we can get into the arguments of, well, what are these schools really doing for NILs? They just say an NIL deal, and the player never endorses anything. He's never in any advertising. He's never in a radio commercial, in a TV commercial, but he's getting that $50,000 check uh, when it comes to signing with that school.
2: And and you know what? It it goes far beyond the school itself, too. What are the people in that city, in that town doing – Uh, You know, to shell out some money for some of the top players on their teams, regardless of the sport, regardless of the team, you know, if fans are are truly, I don't want to say truly about it, but more money would have to be forked over. And, And that's just the reality of it, because Lubbock is throwing money at their players. I I mean, yeah, Texas Tech is a big school. Go over to Austin. They're doing that, competing with bigger markets. But you got to step up at some point to try and fork over something to appeal some of those guys.
0: Hey, uh, by the way, Sal, the last time UTEP was in the CBI uh, and went to the finals was mm. 2009. Yeah. That's so long ago, man. Come it was on. The, it was the first CBI. Yeah, wow, that's that's real interesting. Stephon Jackson was on the team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, twenty fourteen is the last time they were in the CBI, so they they were bounced out right away to none other than Rodney Terry's team. There you go. Nit uh, UTEP appeared in the NIT in twenty in twenty fifteen. That's the last time they've played any sort of postseason mm-hmm. play. Um, you know, after after finishing up the con- the conference tournament. So just something to note right there for all minor fans talking about postseason play. This one. Tweet uh, this coming in from nine one five Sun City. Thank you Kingsley for allowing Z to be part of the El Paso community. Your family is first class, and we are excited to see his future at UTEP. This one coming in from uh, Adriana Enemy Win Three. Golding is a good coach in his player development. His passion is top notch, but even he admitted that they didn't execute down the stretch, and it was on him. And he said that he said that at least in three games. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, um, this one, UTEP Zay, manifesting a true center and keeping the trio of guards for next year. It's not going to happen. Uh, l- well, maybe it'll happen as far as keeping it or getting a true center. Uh, I don't know about the latter. Leo underscore minor fan tweets us. I was going to say I'm not sure. I want to hear what. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh-huh. I want to hear what Augustine wants to say. Oh man. We miss Augustine. He hasn't given us a call in a while, so uh, he's welcome anytime. He'd like to give us a call here on on Minor Talk eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter at six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Uh, keep it moving on Twitter. This is Leo underscore Minor Fan. I'm sleepy myself, but I'm not giving up like those miners. King Eric tweet. Um, that's so funny. People are so funny on Twitter. Uh, this is from my name is Jeff. I did not cry, or I not cry because I love the miners. I prove. I I don't even know what he's saying. I think he said I I proud. I'm proud of them because they work hard. Hashtag Gold Era. Hashtag Miner Proud. Hashtag Hooper. The Don Baby, that's awesome, dude. I love, I love, my name is Jeff. He's the best (laughs) on Twitter. Uh, El Paso Visuals Deportivos tweets us, I think the last time UTEP basketball played in the CBI Showtime and my time, Aaron and Alvin Jones faced off against, you guessed it, Rodney Terry of Fresno State. So teams should play and create some memories at 600 ESPN El Paso. Nah, they're going to they're going to look toward recruiting, man. I I really think they're going to be they're going to be so hyper focused on trying to get this team rebuilt if they lose the players that they think they might uh and yeah, that, that that's at least where I stand on that. Uh Joe Chacon, you definitely don't want me to call in tonight because I'll take you to midnight. Zero to one to start the season for football? Come on, man. Even if we know the odds are against us, you never throw in the towel before the fight. It really bothers me when these fair weather fans chime in and only get involved when the fire starts. The glass is half full in this household all the time. Lifelong minor fans know. Hashtag sorry for the long hashtags. Hashtag minor talk is my release. Hashtag I like hashtags. Hashtag LOL. Oh, man, Joe Gagone. It's too late for you to be doing this, Joe. Come, come on, man. What's going on here? Eight eight zero five seven six three. Our telephone number to get into the show. Let's take a timeout. We're going to give some awards out next. We're going to wrap things up. We're going to talk about the transfer portal, and we're going to give our uh, gut reactions right now and who's staying, who's leaving. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscarati at the agency. We're wrapping things up next right here on six hundred ESPN El Paso.
1: You're listening to Minor Talk on 600 ESPN El Paso. Brought to you by the Oscar Agency. Locally owned and operated for 24 years.
0: Minor Talk is back. 8805763. That's our telephone number. Middle Tennessee defeats Utep in overtime. 6659. Uh, that is how we wrap things up here on the Conference USA, uh, tournament. This was their quarterfinal round. Uh, and like Adrian at EnemyWin3 tweets the show, Adrian, just tell us what you know so we can go to sleep. I love that line. That's such a funny line. Um, I'm gonna tell you, and I'll be honest, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I have no clue uh, the, all this stuff is going to be speculation, I've heard a lot of things, I'm going to tell you this, I'll be honest I've heard a lot of conflicting things and I can kind of narrow down some different things, I can tell you alright, I can guess and say this is, this is going there, or somebody might leave because of this but let's just draw some conclusions here okay, what I'm about to talk about for uh, Transfer Portal, we're both going to give just speculations, this is all speculative, and that's what we do here on minor talk we speculate this could be our last one of the season so uh let's wrap things up and kind of put a bow on this and hey if there's another one in the postseason game we'll be excited about it we'll we'll talk about that game we'll break it down we'll take your calls and you know we'll talk about the offseason again if that's the case but let's do it right now and and i'll answer this question coming in from atyyy8 who says why would suley boom leave he gets 40 minutes a game where else is he going to do that it's a great question, and I'll answer it by this: Sule Boom has uh, now played in two uh, two different colleges, San Francisco and now UTEP. Sule Boom is also uh, a big member of that Oakland circuit with uh, the Damian Lillard circuit. He played out there in the Bay. AAU is so prevalent over there, and there's a lot of different coaches and you know different player uh, people who are involved in his mm-hmm. uh, you know basketball life. So let's just call it what it is. So. When you're Sule Boom and you're averaging a conference-leading nearly 20 points a game and you're not named first-team all-conference, there's the red flag right there. When you're Sule Boom and you're a redshirt junior but you're being honored at senior day, it's another red flag for him possibly leaving. Um, I'm you know, gut-feeling right now. I think Sule Boom has played his last game at UTEP. I don't think he comes back. I think the one knock, like if you wanted to argue against me, you would say, well, why would you say that, Adrian, when Sule Boom has developed such a close, deep relationship with Joe Golding? But I think the way that Joe Golding was talking about Sule Boom in his post-game interview today. Sounded like parting words. Sounded like you know he was he was just so appreciative and uh, almost celebratory toward the fact that they even got a chance to have that player coach relationship. He he said this line, and I'll I'll quote Joe Golding verbatim in what he said later today uh, or earlier today, excuse me, about Sule Boom. He said, "I've coached a lot of great players. Sule Boom is up there." That is a special guy. He gave us everything he got. The narrative about him playing for himself and, and playing for buckets is very false. And, uh, and you know, he, he said if, you're, if you believe that as a minor fan, you just shouldn't be a minor fan. He said all he wanted to do is win. That dude is family to me. So he, those yeah. are kind of words that just make me think kind of cryptic. What do you think, Sal? Gut reaction. I, I,
2: I think it, it's one of those, uh, you know, I'll be here if you ever need anything. You know, just give me a call anytime. Do you think Sule stays or goes? uh, I think he goes, man. And, And if the reason for honoring guys on senior day who are not seniors is because they graduated, then they got their degrees or they're about to get their degrees. And, you know, they could leave the university knowing that they have a degree and wherever they go to. I mean, yeah, you're there to be a student. Don't get me wrong, but your primary focus now could be basketball.
0: Exactly. Good point. Let's go to Keontae Kennedy. He was also honored. However, he's not a redshirt junior. He's a redshirt sophomore. He's still got two years of college eligibility left with him. Keontae Kennedy, gut reaction, what do you think?
2: Uh, You know what? I think uh, my gut reaction to Keontae Kennedy is I think he's also gone. Uh, And, I mean, yeah, he's a redshirt sophomore. And we mentioned this on the show a couple – or a couple shows ago. Academically – this, this guy's stellar. I mean, he he's earned so many academic honors, but uh point is he's about to get his degree soon. If, you know, I, I don't know exactly when, but I know it's going to be really soon. And he can also leave knowing that he has the, uh, not only the, uh, the degree under his belt, but so much more uh, letters available when it comes to eligibility.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go with you. I agree completely. I think uh, Keontae Kennedy's gone. I think he's played his last game in a UTEP uniform. Uh, and I think Keontae Kennedy, there was a really telling quote, uh, that i had referenced um you know in uh in joe golding's one of his actual practice interviews and he was talking about keontae kennedy and he used the phrase and he said the line where you know he just kind of let i don't know if he let it slip or if he actually meant it but he said you know keontae kennedy who had been away from the program may have not felt like he was a part of the team at that point or a part of the success and um it's Conflicting toward when I asked Keontae Kennedy how hard it was for you to be there, he kept saying he was so happy for his teammates. He was very happy about all the players and all the success he had. So, want to make that clear that Keontae said that he was he was more than you know more than anything he was just happy for his guys. He was rooting for them, but there's a difference between being happy for them and being a part of them. You know, being a part of that success, and I think that's maybe what. You know, it could lead to Keontae Kennedy leaving, but I'm going to side with you. I think the fact that he was honored is kind of that, you know, that's that's solidified it right there.
2: I've never seen a sophomore get honored on senior No,
0: never seen, never seen that before. It's senior day, not not graduation day. The last guy who was honored that day, Titus Verhoeven, another redshirt junior. Gut feeling, what do you think? Uh, you know what? For some reason, I think Titus stays. I- I think, wow. Uh, I-,
2: I don't know why. Uh, I have no concrete reason, but just the feeling that Titus will stay. We got to see a lot of improvement, and, um, you know, he... If he's not back, then uh, who are you going to rely on in the post? Of course, there's Big Z. Uh, if if he stays as well, I have a good feeling that he will. But looking across uh, the rest of the board, what about uh, Kalu or uh, Bonky Marion? I know they didn't really get to see the floor as much, but I mean, it could be right for the picking. You know, when it comes to big man play, those could be your minutes. And I think he's really thrived under a golden system uh, for the final half of the year. So I think uh, Verhoeven stays.
0: I would not uh, discredit the. The the fact that maybe Verhoeven could go play pro, and somebody might just have uh, heard me say that and spit out their coffee while they're listening to this in the morning, <laughs> since we're recording this uh, a, a quarter till um, a quarter to midnight, but. I wouldn't be surprised if he did because Eric Villa is now playing pro basketball. He is actually doing uh, one of those things where he he's playing in Spain right now, and maybe Titus Verhoeven thinks, hey, maybe I could play pro ball. Maybe yeah. I could go off and do something like that. So I wouldn't discount that as an option for Titus Verhoeven. Maybe not necessarily entering the portal, but saying, hey, I've had a good run. I've had a good pro uh, college run. Let's time. It's time to go pro. And you know what, too. Uh, I, I
2: know I said what I said right now, but also he was one of the guys to put his name in the transfer portal last. Initially, year. Initially, yeah.
0: Good point, um, Christian Agnew. I'm gonna say he's gone. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Saucy had a great uh, initial year with the miners. Like he had that X factor year where you were excited about him. North Alabama leading scorer, and I think that's what's always gonna you know uh, hover in the back of his brain is he's gonna want to be that same uh, double figure scorer as he was at North Alabama. He's gonna want to do that elsewhere. I would say gut reaction, or I mean, just gut thought. I'm thinking Agnew's gone, just yeah. just in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. Ultimately, uh, you know, just kind of looking at the season, didn't really pan out. And I know he had a great pedigree coming into here. Uh, but I'll also raise that somebody has to lead the team in scoring on any team, you know. And it just wasn't going to cut it uh, here at UTEP for whatever reason, you uh, I mean, today, though, he did great. Six points, two for three, and he was also... Uh, he
0: was great today.
2: I, I mean, he provided that spark, but, you know, that that's a one, you know, once and how often type of game, and for whatever reason, it, it just didn't really uh, come to fruition. A lot of foul trouble for him as well. Definitely has the talent. I, I think he, he thrives somewhere else, though, wherever he goes to, I think he's going to be able to shine, and he'll be called upon as a, as a leader and a veteran because he does have that under his belt now, so... Yeah.
0: Let me uh, go through two guards right here. Here, Keza Jifa as a freshman point guard and Emmanuel White as a redshirt junior. Do you think they stay? Uh, I I have no idea. But that's a
2: tough one. It, it's tough, but it, but more uh, a bigger part of me is saying that they leave than they stay.
0: Okay, um, with Emmanuel White, he could graduate, so I'm not sure if that if he will, but maybe he could at this point since he's a redshirt junior. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, Keza Jifa, I'm gonna say this: I think I've been around practice. He's a very he's a guy who is very involved in different things, like you know, just learning what it takes to become a college basketball player. I think he's very young, so I'd be surprised if he left. Um, I really would, unless he went back home or it was a family situation, something like that. Remember, he's from Paris, so uh, yeah. he's he's playing international. Basketball here in in the U.S. for him. That's that's international ball for him. So he's just learning what it takes to be a college basketball player. Uh, Emmanuel White. I don't know. I think like last year, you just compare some of the guys who left. Adam Hess. Uh, that was somebody who never could really get off the bench. Who also had a JUCO background. Emmanuel White went to Coastal Bend College. Has that JUCO background. I don't know, but I do know that Emmanuel White's very good friends uh, with Jamal Bieni. In fact, they're childhood friends. They're yeah. like high school friends. So uh, maybe that could be something. Because I'll go to Matt. Uh, Jamal Biennemi Gut reaction. I think he stays, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. I'm I'm gonna say Jamal B is back on this roster, no doubt. Yeah, I think so,
2: too. Uh, also, that's a <laughs> word on the street as well. A lot of people saying saying that. But uh, w- with J.B., I think out of the, the trio, when it comes to people asking them the question, what are your plans? Um, he's one of the ones that, that gives an answer. If it's not, yeah, I'm coming back right away. You still get that feeling when you hear his answer. So I think J.B.
0: stays. I don't think Bucky marrying stays. I think he's gone. I think so, too.
2: Um, no, Didn't really get to see the floor uh, that much this year, but it's possible that he could. I, if I had to put a percentage on it, I would probably say like 65 gone, uh, 35 here.
0: I'm not sure what, what's going to happen with Cam Clardy because he's dealing with a, um, an off-the-court issue and literally in court. So, uh, yeah, he's he's facing some charges right now with the rest. Let's just skip Cam Clardy for now. Uh, he's also a walk-on, so doesn't count toward the scholarship. We'll just talk about that. Uh, Kevin Calu. This is an interesting one, Sal. Somebody who is buried in the bench yeah. after uh, receiving all-conference USA honors. I don't know about Kevin Calu. I would have said back in February for sure, but I don't know. In today's college basketball world, yeah. when he comes from the background in what he, in what he does from Baltimore, he had that nice stint. Maybe he uses that nice stint that he had this year as leverage to go elsewhere and have a bigger role. You
2: know what? I think it took a lot to get him here. He was a, a, a heralded recruit coming into the program. And I think uh, Coach Golding has some plans for him in the future. Uh, you know, with this season, things just got really heavy. Miners got on a roll. And you got to go. Re- you got to go with what got you there in the first place. And also the youngest guy on the team, too. We can't really <laughs> discredit that. But I, I think he's still part of the team next year and a bigger part of the plans.
0: I don't know. I've uh I, I bought too much I, stock to give up, man. I, I did too, <laughs> but this is like one of those things sell. where Doge just like tanks and like the Kevin Kalu <laughs> crypto coin has just tanked at this point. And uh I don't know whether we're supposed to sell right now, if we're supposed to hang on and I'll never hope, sell. You know, hope for the future. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um I'm gonna I don't even want to give a percentage here. I just you know, gut reaction, I'm gonna say no. I'm just going to say okay. no, okay? Zarek Onyema, I say resounding yes. I think he's back. Yeah. Uh, family's invested. Everybody loves the Golding. Uh, it's the proof is in the pudding. Look at how he developed. That's that's just how you can end it right there with Zarek Onyema. Mm-hmm. Uh Jarell Satterfield, I also see him staying. That's a Joe Golden guy, Ranger College transfer from the JUCO ranks. I see Jarell Satterfield staying for sure.
2: Uh, you know what? It's tough for me to call it, but but I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you. Uh just because I know he caught some fire uh, you know, early on in, in conference play. It kind of fizzled out, you know, with with the remaining games, but with Satterfield, I still think we haven't even seen the best of him. I agree completely. So yeah, I, I think he stays and gives it another shot.
0: I also think Jamari Sibley yep. stays. I think Sibley stays for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick that right there and I think that he'll be back for uh twenty twenty three uh two twenty three.
2: And you know what? I'll I'll go even a step further. Not only does he come back, but I think he becomes uh, one of the leaders on defense. Ooh, okay, he showed some great strides these last couple of games. Just the, the block that that he had today was incredible. And also, you could see that he's becoming a little bit more comfortable, uh, not only in Golding's system, but uh, the pace of of these conference USA top teams.
0: Okay, let's let's break this down, Sal. Now, if UTEP loses li- the likes of Sule Boom, Keontae Kennedy, maybe. Maybe they lose Verhoeven. Who knows if they lose marrying Kevin Callu? uh, Christian Agnew, you could think of whatever right there. Those are some of the names that I listed off. Um, that could be anywhere from four to six guys entering the portal. Uh, that this is all speculation again. I don't want this to take away from what a great season this is, but I want to I want to throw these things out there because minor fans should be thinking about these things when the transfer portal yeah. season comes. I just don't want Sunday to roll around and a news drop to come in and people just be like, "Wow, I didn't see this coming." It's like we kind of did see this coming. Like, let's yeah. be honest. Like, we did see this coming, and it, you could say, Oh, I didn't see this coming from a relationship standpoint. It d- has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. I, again, it has zero to do with it, it has all to do with these players and what they're doing in the background. Might even have to do with these players and what they see from you know some of their former players who left UTEP and are on to better things. So yeah. for some of these guys, they think grass could be greener on the other side. FEODG newcomer of the year in the Sun Belt. Anthony Tark Miak Player of the Year Incredible. punches the ticket to the NCAA tournament and Defensive Player of the Year last year. Gets dra- uh, he's on the G League team for the Detroit Pistons. Bryson Williams newcomer of the year in the Big Twelve. He's also on the first team All Big Twelve list. One of the best <laughs> players on Texas and the Red Raiders can make a serious run in March. Um, you know, Deion Stroud, he's doing his thing out in Fresno. We've talked about some of the bu- the busts. Uh, you know, you can list Jordan Lathan, Nigel Hawkins, guys who just never really panned out when they left, Christian Scholin We can go on and on about this stuff. But point is, transfer portal season is here. It's a reality. And, um, you know, the UTEP Miners are just going to have to adjust to this. They're going to have to use the momentum they had on the 19-win season. And that's how they're going to have to get recruits. They're going to go to people and say, hey, Hey, look at what we did with with uh, this roster right here. Look at what we could do if you came here.
2: Yeah, and, and this is exactly it. I mean, I you know Coach Golding just uh, finished his first year coaching, but this is really going to be his first year recruiting. So he'll have a lot more under his belt, a lot more to sell, as he alluded to in his post game show. And for you to to win games that you were not supposed to. You know, in games that you were lucky to even be competitive in, 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 you know, in previous times, now UTEP is one of those teams in conference. You would say that teams are looking at to say, "Hey, this is not going to be an easy one." So he he's got the program going in the right direction, and that's a really really good selling point when he's on the road recruiting.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely buying stock on Joe Golding and his staff. So I'm with you on that for sure, Sal. Uh, Jamal Biennemi, Zarek Onyema, Shea Evans, who we didn't mention yeah, from right. San Diego State. Uh, Jarell Satterfield, Jamari Sibley, Jonathan Dosanhos. Who, by the way, I said earlier, I was like Florida, Northwestern, South Florida, whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I totally butchered that one. He goes to Florida Southwestern. That's a uh, junior college, one of the best that you're going to find mm. out in the country, and uh, that's where Jonathan Dosanhos is currently playing. Six foot eight combo forward, who's averaging about a double double over there right now. Uh, plays for the Pirates, and he's a pretty stellar player. So uh, let's see if he could translate that. Um, you know what he was able to do at the Junior college ranks over here to the Division One level. Uh, he'll have to take some, uh, you know, some tips from guys like Jarrell Satterfield. That's a big thing right there. Uh, Sal, what do you think about that nucleus right there? Are you okay with that nucleus? I'm okay with
2: it as long as uh, at least one of the big three can stay, and that's what it's looking like right now. But. A lot of guys that you mentioned there, they got better throughout the season. I mean, we got to see Big Z get his first start yesterday, and it, it was meaningful. And Coach Golding said it himself. He didn't just throw him out there to, to throw ODU out of the loop. He threw him out there because it was an actual plan, and he earned those minutes so also, when you look at the guys that you just mentioned, another offseason getting to prepare and practice and train with each other and learn from Joe Golding, they could be a lot better next year. Uh, It'll be tough if you lose two of the big three, for sure, uh, but at least you know that when it comes to the system and guys buying in, uh, you you could pretty much throw the the confusion out the door.
0: It's almost midnight on a Thursday evening in March, and we still have people listening to us. We still have people uh, tweeting us. Let's go through some tweets. Real quick, before we uh, read some of these tweets, just want to say thank you so much to everybody who uh, listened to us all year long. I mean, from uh, UTEP football, which was a lot of fun. I mean, getting a chance to cover a winning program for the first time on Minor Talk in Football was uh, was a blast. And everybody who listened to us all season long, the bowl game, uh, people joining us out in Albuquerque, uh, spending hours after the game at the PUBG Mobile New Mexico Bowl, uh, taking calls and you know from fans after the game, you know when you wrap up a season like this one for the UTEP men's basketball team where it's a an emotional roller coaster ride I know how invested this community is in uh basketball and how much they love UTEP basketball so it's always it just re-energizes me I know it energizes Sal but I just wanted to thank everybody for listening to our show and uh, always tweeting us subscribing to our podcast channel really appreciate all that kind of stuff because it really means a lot to us you know we get get a lot of praise and stuff like that but nah it's you know I just I always deflect it back to the listeners and the callers and stuff that's what the lifeblood is of this show and the way that it's grown you know over the past three years I mean you know four years ago uh, earlier last week it was the first Show that me and Saliver did together, right, yeah. and then now you know four years later we're wrapping up uh, year three of Minor Talk, which is just you know it's crazy. It's really it's fun, crazy man. to think about, man. And you know we're good friends off the off the radio and stuff like that. And you know uh it, it's just you know it's crazy to think. I mean. It's the end, end right here of the season. It's it's the end here. We're gonna do some podcasts maybe in the off season, but who knows, man? It's you know we're we're gonna enter the transfer. No, I'm kidding. we'll, we'll be back in action. <laughs> we're gonna transfer football.
2: studios down the uh, <laughs> down the hall for for the other. Microphones. No, no need
0: <laughs> to worry about transfer portals with us. We're we'll we'll be back in action for football season. Not not trying to be cryptic or anything, but just wanted to <laughs> thank everybody for joining us here on Minor Talk. It really means a lot to us. A couple tweets to get to El Paso Visuals Deportivos. If the best players of college teams that bring the most revenue are leaving mid-majors like UTEP year in and year out, that's not good. That's not going to be good for all the mid-majors. That's that will destroy programs every year. Bingo. Yeah, it it will.
2: So you you just got to find a way to somehow become the best in your conference and and be that. Big fish in a small pond.
0: or you just have to go year by year and just say, "Hey, let's win it all this year. We're gonna just <laughs> like do whatever we can to just win as much as we can this year." Yeah, that's another way. Um, Leo underscore minor fan. I forgot about Shea Evans. Wonder what happens with him in h- next year and his potential. Uh, Evans is big, man. He's a big wing, and he's gonna help out the miners in shooting. He's gonna be a knockdown shooter. I like what I've seen from him in practice. He's uh, not not as fast as some of these guys. He needs to get better defensively, but uh, I have I have confidence in him. Uh, this one, Fred Morales. Golding is it. Games have the field of the old Haskins Floyd era. Intensity during those close contests brings up the back, the rush of the days gone by. Keep up the extra effort that creates the desired results. Coming from Fred Morales. Joe Jacone, the best part about being in Cali is I'm an hour behind you all. Come on. (laughs) Or come June, I'll be in the same time zone as you guys. Love the show. You and Sal are awesome. Hashtag let's run up the tab when I'm in town. Cool. Hashtag tabs on me.
2: All right, let's do it. Let's all right, go let's right do now. it.
0: Yeah, come on, Joe Tukon. You just—I think it's all talk at this point. I don't know if this is ever going to happen, but we appreciate your offer and we appreciate you joining the the show here. Oh, Robert Dukiti, Imoni Bates, to El Paso. One could dream. <laughs> I love go. it. There Why you not? go? Why not? That's like Zion Williamson, to El Paso. Um, hey, what a great season of minor talk! I don't know. We might be back. Who knows if we'll be back? But uh, it might be. It probably will be the last one that we do here uh, regularly after games. I think the season's in the books. I think they don't go to postseason play. What about you? What about you, Sal? What do you think? happened? Yeah,
2: you know what? I think it's time to cash it in. The the tone, um, you know, just the general feeling that I got from Coach Golden in the post game interview was That, Same here. that they're going to be going. You know out on the road and recruiting but at the same time let's just say for whatever reason the team decides to run it again for you know you know for old time's sake Uh, I think Coach Golding will go with the mood of the players so I think it's going to kind of depend on there's so many variables but yeah my gut reaction is no season's over.
0: If you missed any of Minor Talks subscribe, like, wherever you get your podcasts check us out wherever you listen to podcasts as well. Real quick we got awards to give out Sal I totally forgot Uh, (laughs) Sal let's go Hot Hand Award I'm just going to throw these at you okay Hot Hand Award this is thanks to our great friends at Wind Supply El Paso who joined us the entire Minor Talks season we can't thank Wind Supply El Paso enough. They've been great supporters here on Minor Talk. Rene Diaz always tweets us, he he follows along on social media as well. So really appreciate Wind Supply El Paso a bunch. Sal Montes Hot hand of the game. You know
2: what? Hot hand, this might be a surprising pick, but this guy was efficient all night in the small amounts of shots that he took. And uh, when he stepped in the game, you know, provided an impact. I'm going to go Alfred Hollins.
0: There we go. Alfred Hollins, seven points today off the bench. Gave gave the team a good spark when they needed to in 13 minutes of action. Alfred Hollins, our Hot Hand Award uh, recipient today, and that's thanks to Wind Supply El Paso. They are the official supplier of champion heating and cooling products. To locate your nearest champion, Dealer, visit the Find a Dealer tab at winsupplyelpaso.com. As people are tuning out, want to want to give one big shout-out to our final player of the game. Thanks to our great friends at Keats Southwest. They've been doing it in El Paso for decades, and Keith Southwest brings us the player of the game after every UTEP men's basketball game. Can't thank Keats Southwest enough for joining us throughout the whole season of Minor Talk as well. Sal, where are we going with this one? You know what?
2: I think it's an easy one. we got to go Sule Boom. Ooh. Without a doubt. I know he was held scoreless in the first half, but player of the game, not play, not just player on offense. I mean, this guy gets nine rebounds, also gets seven steals. Seven. Seven steals. That's amazing. For, for a game where it was a defensive showdown. If we're going to talk player of the game and it's a defensive game, that right there should, should just seal the case. So seven steals for Sule. Also gets a block. And I think there was a series of, uh, of back-to-back steals as well. In I think crun- so, too. In crunch time. So, nine rebounds. Three steals shy and also yeah, three steals shy and one rebound shy of a triple double. This guy's been incredible uh, for for a large large majority of the season. Sule Boom, without a doubt, player of the game.
0: Sule Boom, could it be his last UTEP game uh, in his college basketball career? I guess we'll find out soon enough. Twelve points, nine rebounds, seven steals, forty five minutes of action, five of eleven shooting. He started the day uh, by not hitting a single free throw. I mean, excuse me, field goal until the. Eight minute mark and uh he quickly picked it up and had twelve points to close out the game. If you missed any of your minor talk, check us out on our podcast channel wherever you listen to podcasts. Can't thank everybody enough uh for joining us throughout the whole season for Sal Montes. Sal, do you have anything you wanna say before we wrap things up? Uh yeah, I just wanna say it was another incredible assuming this is the
2: last one, another incredible right. uh minor talk run with you, Adrian. It's always a pleasure, you know, getting to hear from all the UTEP fans and uh even the haters too calling in and throwing some throwing some salt (laughs) on the wounds we love it that's what it's all about i mean it's sports you know we we live our lives throughout the day and and then we get to come together when it comes to uh these basketball games so it's always fun getting to connect with everybody always a pleasure and uh yeah really really fun season to watch as well you and i were going crazy uh for many of the games this year just our anxiety (laughs) was through the roof jumping off the walls knocking the TVs down and then putting them back so no one notices. So it's always been fun, man. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to, to next season.
0: Yep. Football cannot come any quicker. That's that's what I got to say. We'll, we'll have some podcasts over the offseason. Make sure to uh, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts as well. For Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Bratis. Might be the last time for this season of Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Have a great night, everybody.
1: been listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Agency. Get started on a home, auto, or life insurance policy at oscararrietaagency.com. If you missed any of Minor Talk, listen to the show on demand by downloading Minor Talk wherever you listen to podcasts.